Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome everyone at new episode of Jedi Order podcast and we are going Marvel today because it's WandaVision time. It's eventually here. Really been looking forward to this for so long and it's been so long since we've had anything Marvel and with event television like this, like The Mandalorian, it's like even more sacred right now because we just don't get the amount of content that we're used to. So... It's really enjoyable to dive into these next... And the first two episodes, back-to-back, we didn't realise they were releasing two, but they are. Episode 1, Episode 2 of WandaVision from the one and only Disney+. And it's myself and Artif doing a deep dive. So enjoy. So it's one division time, and uh, we were literally just chatting before we started the recording, actually, on how I think Arzif got called out by it because he was <laughs> and didn't realise there was a second. I didn't realise they were doing two episodes. Perfectly planned my evening to record the podcast after one, and then I'm like, oh no, there's a second one. Even though, of course, I'm really happy that there was a second one, because we were just discussing episode length, and I think the first one clocks uh-huh. in at 29 with the extremely long credits of thanking everybody known to mankind who ever yeah. thought about having an involvement in this series. And then the second one's at 36. But, I mean, let's, like, yeah, jump... Yeah. Let's jump yeah. right in. From the trailer, when you watch the trailer for this, you know there's going to be jumping around. You know that there's going to... From what it looked like, there's going to be, like, different setups... It's obviously set and filmed in like a classic American sitcom way, especially to start off with. So it was really like even knowing that it was still quite surprising, like how they fully go 110 percent into it, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'm not surprised that they released the first two episodes together, um, considering I mean, yeah, I, I missed the fact that there was a second episode, but once I got to the end of the first episode, it, I was, uh, you know, I, I mean, because the credits were so long, I was, I was wondering whether they would, they would have released something else alongside it, um, and then, you know, was relieved to see the second episode, and, uh, you know, so it felt like they were very much trying to do, uh, you know, a heartfelt tribute to those sorts of fifty sitcoms, which I have to say, I. I used to enjoy as a kid as well. I remember it reminded me a lot of Bewitched, which is obviously what they were playing off with the whole kind of, you know, wonder being a witch and, uh, you know, that sort of old school style sitcom. Uh, so I actually, you know, I thought it was quite funny, you know, um, I wasn't expecting to find it this sort of, I wasn't expecting them to do as much of a tribute, uh, as faithful as a tribute as they did, but, um, they actually really nailed the style, um, of, of that sort of sitcom. And I, <laughs> yeah, I found it, you know, kind of, um, quite nostalgic in a lot of ways and found myself chuckling quite along quite a lot which uh you know even though some of the jokes were quite you know hammy and old school but there was something about it which um 
which yeah, it was really fun. So yeah, it's it's good to see them kind of release the two episodes together. I think because the first one almost feels um, yeah, it was kind of like almost over like almost too quickly. So you kind of wanted a bit more uh, to dig your dig your teeth into really. Um, so yeah, it was an uh, interesting concept. I thought um, overall and yeah, really uh, quite fun. You know. What did you think of the the kind of storyline that they take it in? I mean, it's quite surreal, I have to say, knowing the characters. It's very surreal, and I only think that this is obviously the beginning, isn't it? It's going to get more surreal Mm. as time goes. I was actually wondering how long it was going to take for them to start introducing elements to the episode that were clearly that this isn't whatever's happening or wherever they are isn't reality and i was wondering like are they going to let this story just go on for like a few episodes and then tease what's actually going on or what we think might be going on but they kind of they bring it in probably i say about three quarters away through the first episode don't they when they have the dinner they hear what vision has his boss over for dinner and um you have like it's like a classic setup and everything, and it's all quite hilarious how they're trying to put the food. And I think Paul Bettany's improvisation is well, obviously this is probably scripted, but he's just yeah. very good at making stuff looking like he's just pulling this out of thin air. And it's all it's all like he's a brilliant actor, but I think his yeah. versatility and doing something like this and taking Vision to a place that we haven't seen Vision before is all very enjoyable just to watch him portray vision and his character in this way it's it's just really i find it really enjoyable to watch kind of what they've written the character and what he's doing with the character he does definitely bring so much to that role because we're getting so much more efficient than we've ever got before yeah i mean i completely agree I, I, both paul bethany and elizabeth olsen are awesome actors and it does seem like in these early episodes, uh, you know, like from the sneak peek, you do see how it kind of evolves later on. Um, but they clearly have a lot of fun in these episodes in terms of just poking fun at the kind of characters and obviously, you know, being these sorts of Marvel characters in these quaint 50s homes. It's um, it's just quite satirical and, and funny. And, and yeah, and both Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen were, you know, clearly quite enjoying these uh just the way that the script is and, and playing up to those sorts of, uh, you know, old school stereotypes, really. I also really liked, um, you know, Catherine Hahn um, with her character kind of coming in as the, uh, you know, the nosy neighbor, um, Agnes, that was it. Um, yeah. Agnes. And yeah, because I mean, she's just always hilarious in whatever she's in. I mean, you know, her, her, the tone of her voice, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember her from, you know, all sorts of films and, uh, yeah, so I, it was, it, I mean, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I have to say, I didn't really check out the sneak peek beforehand. And I wasn't, I wasn't really sure what to think um, in terms of the tone of it all, um, which is why I was quite surprised by, like, the kind of, you know, the comedy aspects and just, uh, and also the way they're weaving in the, the, the characters and their powers, you know, it, into such a faithfully kind of 50 sitcom created story. Um, it's, uh yeah, it was. It, uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was nice to see a different side to like the Marvel characters, and also like to see Marvel having fun with the whole thing and the the whole universe. And it's just kind of, you know, it, whilst they they already have fun in the films, I felt like this was just like a, another way to just ha- you know poke fun at like at the characters in a completely different setting. And uh, 
yeah, and Paul Bettany and, and Elizabeth Olsen, you know, carry it so well. They're clearly so like into it, and uh, and just you know, it's refreshing to have you know a different side to it, you know. Yeah, I was also got an absolute like uh, not goosebumps, but I was just so excited when you got the Marvel um intro at the beginning it's just like i've been waiting for it's like you feel just this coziness of home and i know i say it about star wars but it's just like watching it going finally some new marvel stuff just to sit back relax and enjoy it's been so long it's been so long since we've had anything like that but yeah like you were saying i mean the supporting cast are brilliant i mean they really don't they're not um you know, going small on that, are they? There's a lot of familiar faces and there's a lot of different elements to it. The It definitely takes... It's it's like a journey through TV history, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, um, as you were saying, I think you mentioned Bewitched. That's what it very much felt to me. And then when I saw the intros to the second episode, it was complete like Bewitched style. Oh. And I remember watching those reruns when I was a kid. Obviously, I wasn't around in the yeah. 60s or 50s when they, that was on television yeah. but um channel 4 used to show it all the time i think channel 4 used to show it all the yeah. time i think that's why i remember it so vividly when yeah. i was growing up it used to be a show i always, always used to watch but so we get this kind of making it up as they go along it's very much we're starting it on day one of them being in their new surroundings aren't we so every it's everyone's like fresh meeting them even though it seems like he's been in his job for a while but obviously <laughs> must not but everything's like improvised they're creating stuff as it's going on so you get i love the comedic element you don't obviously there's not it's set in a good way that they're not kind of trying to just chuck so much information at you because yeah. i'm pretty sure over the course of nine episodes like we do in the Mandalorian, there's going to be a lot of depth and story going on here, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I mean, after watching the second episode, I saw, I then watched the sneak peek and seeing where things will go. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's quite a bold move to start like the first two episodes. So kind of dedicated to this style um, to then, you know, ha- clearly they're going to go through decades of, of different styles and, um, it's, and obviously the tone is also going to get more serious and kind of, you know, ex- explore how this world is made up and, and who's controlling what elements and, you know, what, and, you know, what other characters are, are kind of playing into it. Um, so, so yeah, after seeing that sneak peek, you know, after like watching these two episodes, I, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, it, it, it's curious to see like, you know, this series kind of coming along and, and, and taking this sort of step because it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it's completely, di- I mean, it's a, a different, different path for Marvel, I think, you know, as I was kind of saying earlier, it, it, it seems like they're just, I think this is the thing with Disney, you know, as we've kind of seen with the Mandalorian as well, that they're just, they're, these series are just great ways for them to just have fun um, with, with these kind of different concepts and characters and just, you know, being able to experiment with different, um aspects of the universe really uh so it's it's nice to see that you know they're kind of really being like quite dedicated again to like these limited series and you know it's uh yeah i mean i'm I'm curious to see where it'll go it seems like it's gonna get quite a lot darker and and, you know things will be revealed and i'm quite looking forward to that i have to say and and more of the powers and and you know action that we'll we'll experience as well um 
I mean, I, you know, I have to say, I, I'm not as an in-depth Marvel fan as you are, Ben. Um, so, you know, I'm still, you know, I, I've, I've seen most of the Marvel films and, you know, the Avengers films and stuff. And, you know, but I'm not as kind of an in-depth, uh, like, knower of these characters and stuff. So I'm just, you know, I, but I, I like them. You know, as I said, I like the actors. I, you know, I like them in, in, I like the characters in the Avengers. Um, and just to see them in this new light, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, how they'll use their powers and, and just, and then, yeah, what action we'll get, you know, who, is, is there going to be a bad guy? You know, what, what's the setup, you know, it, it, or do we, you know, is, is this all inside, you know, uh, Wanda's head, you know, because, uh, you know, she, she plays with alternate reality and, and, you know, various, you know, parts of the, of the Avengers and Captain America and stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting start, you know, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they kind of start revealing the, uh, who's behind the curtain, really, you know. Or behind the television, as it seems. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, I mean, we get a lot of, like, uh, obviously, one thing I loved is, um, and I knew she was in it, but I forgot she was in it for a second until she appeared on screen. Deborah Jo Roop, or Rupp. Can't remember how that's pronounced, but the, obviously, I think it's Kitty Foreman from that yeah. 70s show, one of my yeah. favourite shows growing up. Um so friends as well she's she uh, never ages she still looks exactly the same from when she was like in friends in the early 90s to yeah. that 70s show five six seven years on to 20 odd years on still looking identical yeah, yeah. Um, so she's got the good genes there but it's the same with uh you know emma caulfield you know um in the second episode she plays gotti uh, and she was you know and She's Anya in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which, mm. FYI, I just rewatched the whole thing and it's bloody epic, you know. Um, and seeing her in the second episode, like, she looks exactly the same as she did in, like, the early 2000s, which is, like, you know, like 20 years ago now. And, and you know, and actually, yeah, seeing her again in it, you know, she's such a, a quirky actress that, um, yeah, it was nice to see her in this kind of role and uh, in this series, really, as well. She's... Uh, She's a fun one, so you know it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they use him kind of across the different decades and stuff, you know, and and how it plays into the whole thing. And yeah, because yeah, as you said, you know, they're both great actors, like and, and both good comedic actors as well. That's the thing, you know. Um, so the fact that that they've got this place at the moment, um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A great use. There's also these like now I know there's probably like a million and one Easter eggs in this thing that weren't, which are going to fly like past our heads, like anything passed over around. <laughs> you know, some people just haven't got the time, man. We haven't got <laughs> the time to sit and look for every single minute Easter egg, but we'll I have the time when this becomes our job, you know? That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Until yeah. this becomes our full-time job, then we'll look for every single, we're doing exclusive on every Easter egg ever put on screen. Exactly. Um, but until then, I do like the inclusion of these little adverts that we get. And you get the Spark <laughs> Industries yeah. toaster oven. Now, then you also get this watch brand. And I was trying to think, I was like, well, that doesn't say Stark Industries. But then the name of the watch sounds like Striker, mm. which is the guy who experiments, I think, on Wolverine, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, because yeah, Wanda yeah. is tied to mutants and x-men um and that's if spoiler if you haven't read ever read the like <laughs> comics with wanda going a bit 
crazy. Um, (laughs) That's how that kind of fits in. So I'm like, I'm probably reading way too much into a name that sounds like Stryker at the moment. But hey ho, you never know. That might be right on the money. Well, I mean, Stryker is, you know, he is an industrialist of, you know, precious metals. So exactly. You know, why wouldn't he make, you know, (laughs) adamantium watches and which are indestructible and, you know, probably go to like two hundred feet, you know, depth under the under the ocean. So the best watch warranty out there. (laughs) I'm wondering now that we're talking about it as well. I wonder if, like, you know, Disney will or Marvel will kind of release these you know, products as like limited edition sort of things. Cause that would be should, because people, people will spend a ridiculous amount of money on a Stark industries toaster oven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? You know, especially if it's like the old school style. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you saw the range of different things it can cook. So that would be worthwhile in anybody's kitchen. Yeah. But an adamantium watch might be like quite expensive <laughs> in terms of like, you know, the, the production cost and then, just the general indestructible worth of it. Well, it'd be yeah. like a Breitling or something like that, wouldn't it? You, you would only start them at like 10 grand probably per yeah. watch. Yeah. Some, something absolutely ridiculous. Um, but as well as the Anamantium watches, which we've just, um, we're going to be releasing more details on those watches as the weeks go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what you were saying, I, I very much feel you're going to have, it's going to be like, to one like parallel isn't it it's going to be very fluffy comedic and happy and then you very much seem to have this like dark element to it yeah where we get for the well we get twice in the first episode we get the first time with this weird kind of surreal scene of the boss choking on his food yeah and you get his wife uh, character just saying, I think she was saying, stop it, isn't she? She's saying, stop it. The yeah. Deborah Joe's character, stop it. And she just keeps saying it and no one really knows what to do. And, um, I'm, and I'm like, and it's great because you're sitting watching this knowing I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, that was unsettling, that part. Um, yeah. because all of a sudden it's gone from like this really like happy-go-lucky, you know, 50 sitcom to like quite a serious thing. And, and also like the fact that he was there choking which, you know, like watching anyone like choke on screen, like not getting like proper help right away was, you know, quite unsettling and, and you know, takes a kind of quite a dark turn. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because, you know, it, it, as it's the first episode, clearly this is like the indicative thing of like throughout the series that it's like, it's, you know, it's not what it seems. Um, and, you know, what lays underneath is just quite, a, you know, a, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be quite a dark turning, you know, uh, I suppose. And, and taking in the characters and, you know, as we kind of, you know, the last Avengers films and the sorts of trials and tribulations they go through. I mean, uh, they haven't had exactly, the, you know, the happiest relationship, let's just say. So the fact that they're now in this you know, <laughs> incredibly happy marriage. Um, yeah, something is obviously, a, you know, a foot, uh, to say the least. Uh, you so. kind of get, you kind of get by that scene what it makes me think is Wanda doesn't want to intervene because she feels that she's obviously aware that she, what she's living is something she's created to a certain extent. So she doesn't want to interfere because she feels it should just be perfect. 
which makes me feel that that's why you have this delay in helping him out. And uh, obviously, in the end, Vision goes to help him and uses his powers to make his hand or arm like transparent so it can go yeah. in, take what's choking him, take it out. So you, you, get this really, <laughs> yeah, you get this really serious, unsettling moment. And then they're just like, okay, cool. So look at the time. We should go. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like straight back into the bewitched era of a, of a show. Mm. Just left going, what what just happened? <laughs> yeah, and it's also quite unsettling, you know, when they're, you know, discussing, you know, their background and, you know, where they've come from and, and you know, and they can't quite remember anything. And, you know, at that point as well, it's a bit, you know, like, I mean, just the fact that they have, like, no idea of their context and, and yeah, they're kind of thrown into this situation. And uh, it's... um. Yeah, it's a good intro, you know, and, and you know, and the second episode goes like further into those sorts of things where it's like, you know, the kind of happy-go-lucky scenes are broken by these like all of a sudden like quite serious events or you know things happening that it's like you can feel that the fabric of the you know this world is starting to slowly fall apart, and it's uh, yeah. So I, I'm wondering how they're going to keep you know whether how. I mean, I'm sure they'll keep like comedy elements going throughout the series. Um, but like how they'll kind of like you know whether it will like take a kind of darker comedy turn or whether it will still be like I don't know maybe poking fun at classic sitcoms you know throughout the I mean who knows like you know starting in the fifties maybe in a few episodes time we'll be in the seventies and uh, you know uh, <laughs> Judy what's her name <laughs> from seventies show will be in a prime then so <laughs> she'll reprise her role yeah exactly you know and like all the others will come out Ashton Kutcher and <laughs> Mila Kunis and everyone yeah. so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I, feel I feel there must be at some point. Well, I that's what I would have thought because you know. So we have. I mean, before we we talk about that, we have obviously the end of this first episode, don't we? And we have this like ending, ending of the show. But then it's like someone is watching this show. So, so someone like show. someone's looking into whether it's her mind, like this is what's going on in her mind, or she's creating a reality within an area like she's taken over an area and there's a force field or something around that area that she's created and within that area she can manipulate people into being what she needs them to be because we get this kind of please stand by agency thing at the end with this symbol which is a sword isn't it a sword and a circle around a sword and hey I can't remember what that symbol is. It's probably from something deep dive in one of the comics. But hey, guys, I've been reading comics for so long. I've read thousands. Okay, not everything sticks. <laughs> <laughs> not all categorized like a library. <laughs> exactly. So going into, we kind of stay there, don't we? Going into the second episode, we stay in this kind of 1950s, 60s element. Um, but we kind of I love so we get like a few things now haven't we we've got the choking episode incident we've got the end of this episode where you see someone watching it on television and then going into the second episode we get I think it's like the originally it's a tree banging against a window a red helicopter oh yeah that was that was quite which uh... just makes me think of um, Pleasantville yes What that that old school film with Tony Maguire? Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, where it's all yeah. black and white until yes. 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't quite remember why color comes into their life, but I think it's. Uh, what was it? I know. I know somebody. I think has sex and then it has color in there. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel it's like brought through by like love and compassion and maybe it's certain feelings or something, but it turns it all into color in the end, doesn't it? That film. Yeah, I remember the film. Like I remember watching it quite a lot as a kid. I can't remember exactly why it was they go into color, but you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I remember thinking the same thing when it was <laughs> when she just picks up the red helicopter and. Uh, and exactly that, that that pleasant feel kind of jumped into my mind that it goes from, you know, that black and white to, you know, all of a sudden they have color and, and you know, how it, they react. Um, and, it, you know, I mean, you know, and throughout the episode as well, that anytime that, you know, color appears, it's always like in that red shade as well, which is similar to, you know, um, to vision and, um, you know, because you see it with the, the when Emma Caulfield's character, Dottie, cuts her hand as well. Um, and the and yeah. the blood's red and um, but we get yeah. what leads to that is someone talking to Wanda through the radio. Exactly, yeah. Which but I guess up, creepy as well, you know. <laughs> we also get her character though, Dottie. Up until that point, where the glass shatters in her hand, she's very much like she's not herself, is she? Yeah. She's someone else. She's like, I don't trust you. I don't trust either of you. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. then soon uh, after the glass smashes, she kind of makes a joke, and then it's like nothing ever happened, isn't it? Because mm. the radio explodes at the same time. So you're getting all these kind of weird going ons, and I yeah. feel we're going to just keep on getting these. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Situations until we hit this kind of breaking point, and we are in both worlds at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd definitely. be interesting to when that happens because you know when we talk about the Mandalorian, it's always the first two seasons of the Mandalorian are very episodic, and they don't really go into what we know is the main story arc really until right near the end. Yeah. Whereas in One Division is very much like we're going into it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a it's a limited series, right? I mean, it's just this series, as far as I understand, or. As far as I understand, yes, I would. I would have thought it would directly link into a film, uh, and I believe the film it's going to link into is Doctor Strange Two, because rumours have it that Doctor Strange is in this series. I was just reading about the Doctor Strange film. I mean, the doc- the title of the second one is yeah, in the multiverse of madness. So, yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. You know, it sounds like it makes sense in terms of nudge, like nudge. episodes. You know, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I mean, it, especially like the whole well, you know, having um, Wanda as you know a witch and the magical elements and you know screwing with I, reality. I feel yeah. that's kind of where this could lead in the sense yeah. of I understand that's obviously what they're setting up, but in the sense of Wanda could be very much creating her own world within the current reality as we know it. And then by the end of it, if people are threatening too much to take that away from her, she goes into like another, um, into a multiverse, into another reality. Well, it's interesting. Universe. I mean, it, it, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> for a variety of reasons. The chaser. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, looking at Doctor, the, you know, at Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I mean, the release date is the 25th of March. Uh, that's when it's slated for. So. Oh, that that surely can't be happening. I I think 
what, 20 of March this year? Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> 2022. Sorry. There we go. That I'll makes sense. I was just about to say, I was pretty sure they're, if not just about wrapping production, yeah. or I think they might be just wrapping production on it now. So yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> That's one hell of a turnaround. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, God, like, you know, I hadn't read them too much, and now it's like coming out in a few months, and I, I was just, you know, completely gone over my head, but then. I always forget to read the year, you know. Jesus, <laughs> that the year is important. Um, no, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it, it ties up into that. Then um, I, I feel mean, there's like so much more to unpack, isn't there? But it's really yeah. hard to know what to unpack because at the moment you only really unpack the bits that are weird. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Exactly, you know. I mean, this is kind of what we, you know what I was saying earlier in terms of like not really knowing what to expect and and being surprised to find that the episodes are just so kind of <laughs> uh, dedicated to being fifty sitcoms, really, um, instead of kind of already going into that Marvel universe and 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 having you know the kind of all the hallmark moments, you know, like uh, of a Marvel film such as like action and you know uh, intrigue and you know a common enemy to unite against. And that's the thing, you know, we. we start with none of that really you know we have just <laughs> a very true 50 sitcom style um and you're not really sure what the kind of um i mean you know there's a dark element to it but you just don't know where it's coming from and, and who's generating it as you said you know like it could be wonder creating her own world or it could be you know a sinister player who's um creating the world for her to try and keep her entrapped into it or or something you know um so yeah it'll be uh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you know how how the how the series unfolds. Well, it's interesting because you get the whole who's doing this to you, Wanda, which yeah. obviously makes you feel like somebody's either maybe experimenting on her or she's in I don't know, like in a coma state mm. or she's well, kind the of character on the radio says like someone's doing this to you someone's who's doing this to you who's doing this to you right yeah uh i i, I couldn't identify the character either by the I, voice. I, I felt you? at one point the voice sounded familiar to yeah. um uh to war machine cody rhodes mm. to um i've forgotten the actor's name what's the actor's name hotel rwanda don Cheadle. don Cheadle. Don yeah Cheadle. The brilliant Don Cheadle. I thought for a moment it sounded like Don Cheadle, uh, as we as we know him, Cody Rhodes in the Marvel. Yeah, I, I, was, I was wondering who I was trying to like pin it to a um, to like Banner or Stark or, or someone you know or you know. Well, Stark would be, Stark could be dead. Uh, yeah, Stark's dead. We'll uh, him out. Spoiler: yeah. if you've never watched Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stark's dead. Both yeah. Howard and Tony. <laughs> um so yeah i was and yeah exactly well but anyway that character is is you know kind of highlighting that you know trying to tell one to something you know like someone's controlling you or who's doing this to you right i, I think that's what they say so many yeah yeah i i feel it's something who's doing this or yeah something along those lines isn't it i feel so many different i mean you can just make up so many things in your head but it literally could be anything can you they're trying to talk to her Maybe she's like in a comatose state, flying midair, causing loads of destruction because she's controlled by something else. Or uh, maybe uh, she's doing stuff. 
in the real world of reality, but like just in a complete mind control. We don't know. Or it's all of her doing. I mean, the big oh. question is, will we get Wanda Maximoff as a villain or not? Because she can be a villain. Yeah. Has been in the comics. So she is, I feel the most, I think it's factual that she is the most powerful being in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, so many options. Yeah, and maybe she just doesn't realise it at this point. Um, exactly. and and Or who's kind of manipulating her into being the villain, you know, and kind of creating this world, which seems idyllic, but, yeah, within the real world is probably incredibly distractive. Um, so what are you thinking? What are you thinking after two episodes of this new series? Where are you at with it? Honestly, I really don't know what to think, you know. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm... I'm intrigued uh i didn't really know i you know i hadn't read too much into it. i had seen kind of like some you know one or two like short clips um a little bit kind of a blurb online as to what it would sort of follow um but yeah i was surprised you know as i've been saying like, i was just surprised at like the kind of format that they chose and and how you know basically they kind of created it um so kind of going forwards and you know then seeing the sneak peek after the the episodes and how it's going to unfold it's um yeah i mean I, I just don't really know what to think but clearly there's going to be some like pretty like you know um hard truths revealed and then uh and you know reckonings to kind of like unfold really um <laughs> it's uh clearly going to get way more dramatic but yeah i, I do hope they keep the comedy elements because that was one thing which i i wasn't really expecting but i i did enjoy like the kind of just you know um just the chuckles throughout it and just the, the kind of fun nature that they're clearly having like they're clearly taking with it and uh and, and that the actors are enjoying as well so yeah i i have no idea where it's gonna go um well i have some idea i have some idea but i just i, I just you know I, I just don't know how they're gonna get there really i mean what, what, what about you what like i mean you are like you know more of a marvel expert than me so like you know what's your take on it uh, Marvel expert, I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, more, I've watched them a more lot. More than me. Yeah, yeah, maybe more than you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, definitely a lot more people more than me. Um, I'm happy to be along for the ride. That's where I sit. I'm very much like you. I'm extremely enjoying Olsen and Bettany's like, commitment to the hard, cheesy comedy. I think they're absolutely nailing it yeah. so far. I think everybody in the show is brilliant those two are just absolutely knocking this out of the park so far in the first two episodes it's extremely enjoyable very funny and obviously there's so much more going on that we don't know yet but it's i feel i feel it's going to be very enjoyable to get there i'm glad it's nine episodes and i'm just really yeah maybe if it is a limited series which it might well be that's why they're when we talk about the Mandalorian taking more time, that's why WandaVision are kind of getting it moving. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like they're rushing it. They're just giving you those little teasers. So maybe like like we see sometimes in other series, the first half, maybe the first four or five episodes, we're going to live in this mix of worlds. And hopefully we do, because it's great. And yeah. then maybe the uh, the last episodes become more serious. But... 
I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And it's just so good to have new Marvel content and to have this week in, week out. So I'm really looking forward to everything that's uh, on the horizon with this show, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we've said on like previous uh, podcasts as well, like them doing these series like this, it feels like a film that's being stretched out kind of further, which is like always just, we, we love it. We, we love that kind of additional detail and, and, you know, just really the character development and the situation development. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to it. Yeah. So join us in next week, guys, as we're probably, as you've noticed, or might have guessed, that for the next few weeks, we're going to be dedicating our time to WandaVision and see where this goes. And it looks like it's going to be thoroughly enjoyable. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Thank you.